Basically, um, stories like this. Uh, I learned Ramchal from uh, Rav David Miller, who was my Roshiva and Gross, so a lot of things I'm going to say over uh, is from him. Not everything, but a lot of things that, that they're learning is from him. Uh, just a background on the Ramchal, if you have not, if you're not familiar, the Ramchal, Ramosha Chaim Lozado, he wrote the Messiah Zisharim. He was born uh, in Italy. Story goes that he was uh, what's called an Eloi, a genius. At 20, he started telling his friends that he was being visited by what's called a Giloi to teach him the secrets of the Torah. And he was starting writing them down and he promptly got all his books burned and put in Cherem, uh, as apparently that's like a thing. <laughs> Rambam had that also. Um, so he moved to like uh, Amsterdam because apparently it was more tolerant than also. Uh, and the same thing happened. And they still burned his books and still put in the Cherem. Um, and Gamzulatova, because if he hadn't, so I mean, it forced him to write quote unquote more simple svarim, uh, if you can imagine, right? If you ever read Derech Hashem, it's not simple at all. Um, but he was, it forced him to write differently, and Baruch Hashem, we're Zoha for it because now we have Misos Yisharim, um, and uh, we're very blessed. Uh, he ended up making uh, Aliyah to Akko, Aliyah, we can't Eretz Yisrael. Uh, rumor has it he's buried near Rabbi Kiva up in Svas, but uh, I'm not sure if the, there's a grave that's actually marked over there. All right, that's, uh, that's a little bit about him. It, does, it, the, it, it is said in the name of the Gon, the Vilna Gon, I don't know if this is written anywhere, but it definitely this is the, the vibe on the street, uh, that if the Gon had been alive during the time when the Renchal was, and they did overlap, but they didn't know each other, um, that the Gon would have walked to go learn, the Vilna Gon would have walked to learn uh, Torah from him. Um, and he's, I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken, he, he held, he was like the most important Rav uh, since like the Arizal in terms of Machshava. Again, we're, just to clarify, we're talking like 1700s. He was Nifter, he was Nifter early, uh, I think around 1750, something like that. Um, so the Mesilas Yisharim, as, as just to define quickly before we get to, to the Hagdama here in the introduction, uh, and we're going to try and do one Perek uh, a class, so there are 24 Perekim, so you know, we'll see how long this goes, but you know, hopefully we'll make our way through a good chunk of it. Um, a Mesilas Yisharim literally means, right, again, you see on the English, a path of the just, but it doesn't really do it justice. Mesila is a path, um, and that's what it is. It's a journey. It's a journey of... A yashar, someone who is going you know, straight, someone who is you know, straight and from, uh, to go from being a tzaddik, to being a chassid, to being a kadosh. Um, and that's what the book is. The book is basically broken up into thirds. Uh, tzaddik being, you know, keeping to halacha. Chassid referring to what's called the fnimishur sadin, going above and beyond halacha. And then finally, kedusha, as uh, I like to say, uh, living a holy life in a physical world, uh, basically to be a living malach and to be a, you know, to live a holy life in a physical world. We're going to try and get as far, uh, as far as we can. Okay. So the Dhamma, the beginning of the, the Sefer basically is the Ramchal's explaining why he wrote the Sefer. And he basically explains, um, that again, as I mentioned before, that the quality and the value of the book, uh, is not reading it once. Um, and he's also not here to teach us Kedushim. He's not here to teach us things that you don't already know, which is why at the first glance, when you read it through, it's like, yeah, okay, we have to fear God. Great, thanks, that's wonderful. Uh, we have to be careful about mitzvos and averos. Great, thank you so much. So he says that that's, that's not the point. I mean, he, he's not going to tell you something you don't already know. Um, you know, as, as he famously says, that, uh, you know, people basically, since they're so obvious, people tend uh, to forget them. 
Um, and he says that basically the problem with the way people study machshava and perhaps musr and perhaps midos and these this types of things is that very often people don't think they're necessary. Right? People think they're so obvious so you don't have to pay any attention to them, right? Again, when you're uh, studying for, you know, just to use the, the analogy, to, start, to, go to, to go to medical school, so if you're studying uh, advanced chem, or what is it called, like uh, chem, biochem, that's not what it's called, it's called something else, whatever the, the fancy chem is, you know, you're not spending your time on the periodic table, like Tachlis. But if you don't have the periodic table, you can't learn right, advanced chem, whatever they call it. Fine. So um, so that's that's A. And, and he says that a lot of people therefore forget that. Right? And therefore a lot of people don't spend any time on it. Um, that's A. B, he says that since it's kind of quote-unquote not a, not a smart pursuit, right, you find that smart people are not studying Musser. Right? You find that, again, if it's used to continue with the medical field, right, if you have a brilliant doctor, right, he's going into a specified field. He's going to be, a, I don't know, a heart surgeon or you know, brain, brain surgeon or neuroscience, whatever it is. So people who are exceedingly smart always go into these specified fields. But the kid in the back of the class, he's going to be the pediatrician, right? The kid who's not, you know, he knows all the basics, but he's not pushing himself uh, to be, you know, to be critically and thinking critically about, about the basics, about the shkafa, the musr, etc. And that, so too is true in the Torah realm as well, right? All the brilliant rabbis have, you know, sforim on all these random uh, fields. Uh, but very few, not, I mean, not all of them, uh, spend time trying to figure out like what's my avoda, or trying to communicate to the masses, you know, what's the avoda of Musr and Midos, uh, and and that type of thing. Um, I remember it was just uh, about a month ago. A friend of mine, Chaim Chaim Feigebaum Zatzal, is Niftas already ten years. I don't know if you've ever heard music from uh, Omekadavar, so that Jewish band. So he was the lead singer. So he sat next to me in YU in the base measures, and he was Nifter. He had leukemia. He was Nifter about ten years ago. So I remember when he was in the hospital. So they told the story about him. That people came to visit him, and he already wasn't doing so good. And he, he said famously to famously, he said famously in my circles, he said to to his brother, who's a rav in, uh, at uh, what's it called, Irving Place, IPM, Irving Place Minion. He said to his brother, he said, "What's my avoda? What's my avoda?" So he thought he was crazy because he was like, you know, dude, you have to, you have cancer, you got to get better. But he he was always thinking what his avoda was. That was part of his his greatness. So that's the idea. I mean, that we have to think what's our avoda in every given life. A situation. What does a kosh baruch who want from us uh, in this in this in this scenario? And very often we miss the forest for the trees. Right. That's a phrase. If you're paying too attention, again, obviously we should pay tremendous attention to halacha and the trees. Each individual tree, each individual mitzvah is crucial and important. But very often we miss the forest, and that's what the, the Ramchal is saying. That uh, we we need to try and make sure to study. Uh, the forest as well. So he says here that the smart people kind of move on from the forest and they analyze the trees, right? They go into specified fields and that has two results. That two results that people, first of all, right, the smart people are not studying this um, and the the other people don't think it's valuable because the smart people are not studying it. <coughs> Therefore, Sorry, I'm just coming off of Dafiomi shares. My voice is a little shot. So therefore, what happens is that people who do come to study it, right, don't find role models to study these these realms of Musr and Ashkafa and kind of thinking about uh, these types of things. So they're going to think that when they come to study these concepts like Hasidus to, or being from, like what does it mean to be from? So he says over here an, an unbelievable line. He says, a lot of people think that Hasidus, I'm just paraphrasing, 
means saying a lot of Tehillim and a lot of Vidui, a lot of confessing your sins, a lot of fasts, uh, going to the mikvah in, in, uh, in ice and snow, right? And he thinks like, what the heck, what's going on over here? Like, that's not piety. That's not, that makes no sense. That's ridiculous because people haven't studied that necessarily. People haven't defined it for, for the masses. So the people, so that, that's already, that's what he has to do. And the Ramchal basically is going to take, uh, his first, the first thing he does, as you'll see throughout the Sefer, he defines a concept, right? He teaches us how to acquire it and then he teaches us how to keep it. Right? And that's what we're going to see as, as we move a little bit fur- further, but, but that's, uh, that's basically um, what we're going to do. Um, he says that it's not our fault, by the way, that people don't necessarily have these things in the forefront of their mind. He says that naturally, um, that people move their knowledge from, uh, let's say, the active part of their brain to, uh, to the back, what we call, let's say, the back of their head. Right? Anything that causes a person uncomfort- uncomfortability, meaning things that are uncomfortable, like causes them to to want to change or to realize that they have to change. So the mind automatically kind of pushes that to the back and says that, hey, listen, this is, you know, this requires work or this is going to be uncomfortable. And, and we almost naturally kind of put that into the background. And we need, says Ram Khan, this is what we're going to try and do by studying these concepts, right? we need to turn that knowledge into active knowledge. For example, uh, if I would ask you, you know, which bracha of Shmon Esrei is the crucial bracha? is the most important bracha. So many know if you've studied tefillah, so it's the first bracha, right? A person doesn't have kavana for the first bracha, you may not be yotzei tefillah. So many of you could answer that, and many people can answer that, but if I ask them, okay, great, did you have kavana for the first bracha in Shemun today? Probably not, right? Probably not. We don't necessarily have that in the forefront of our minds. Um, you know, for for guys, the example is given by tefillin. The halacha is by tefillin. You're not allowed to remove your das from them. You have to always be focusing on the tefillin. Right? You're not allowed to wear tefillin and thinking about I don't know the fo- the football game last night. Right? And please God, it, it should be as as pure as the football game last night. But it, it, everybody knows this that you have to focus your mind on the tefillin. But nobody does. Right? Nobody has 100 percent focus. This is what we have to do. We have to take things that we know and bring them into the forefront of our brains. Right and uh, and kind of you know make sure that we uh, we focus that we focus on it. Okay, um, fine. And and again, we, the, what we're going to do by by kind of using this safer, hopefully, <coughs> will correct what we think in our minds is the definition of chasidut, of being a chasid, or kedusha, of holiness. Right? How many of us can answer if someone asks us what is holiness? Not sure any of us, myself included. I'm not sure any of us would have a really proper proper answer, and that's not, okay. But the problem is that you have what's called a chosid shoyta that the Gemara has a couple of places where a person is from, unnecessarily from, right it's beyond the pale. Meaning, like we we're, we've talked about it throughout the year, right throughout the seminary year, that there are certain halachos and that what a kosh wants from us is halacha. Well, how do you know when you're being too from, right? How do you know when the chumrah that you're doing or the halacha that you're doing is appropriate? Or you're just being, you know, ridiculously from. It's, it's unnecessary. So that's part of this study that a person has to know what defines kedusha, what defines chasidus, and that's what he's going to uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully define for us. Okay. Now, uh, just to um, uh, is it over? I'm trying to find it in the text. If you do have a text, I'm just going to try and read a couple of passages over here. Um, Right, so, uh, just trying to find it. Um, let's see here. 
Right, okay, so he defines, just before we get to that, right, he, he says that we're going to have to look for, oh, that's on page dollar. okay, so it's just uh, before we get to page dollar. Um just again, trying to paraphrase what, what he's saying, in, uh, paraphrase what he's saying in the Hagdama, he says, all of these things that we're going to study, right, Hasidus, Yira, fear of Hashem, Ahava, loving Hashem, Taras Alev, purity of the heart, they're not necessarily natural. Right, so we have to try work to acquire them. And that's, again, as I mentioned, that's what Ramchal is going to say. He's going to define the things we need to know. He's going to try and teach us how to acquire them and give us a strategy to keep it. Right? We know that inspiration is fleeting. Right? We get inspired and we do stuff and a week later we have no idea why we're doing this stuff and we don't remember the inspiration it's all gone. So he's going to teach us not only what they are, he's going to teach us hopefully how to acquire the, these, these concepts of, of Ava and Yira and Hasidut and whatever. And then he's going to teach us uh, how to keep them. Um, and he just mentions that you know that we have we we okay he's trying to try to be mechazikos to study them and right? he says that you, you know, we have no excuse not to study them uh, meaning like uh, you know you have to start with the basics he says over here right again okay we, even even within the realm of the halacha right you're not going to study the the details of korbanos if you're not keeping shabbos right you have to take baby steps and he says that this is. Uh, you know, kind of basics. Uh, you have to know what you're looking for. You have to know how to. Like I said, he has to, he's going to define these terms for us. If you're looking for a ladder and you don't know that you need a ladder and the ladder's right in front of you, so you're going to walk around the whole room and you're not going to see the ladder because you don't know that's you don't know what you're looking for. Um, or you can spend your entire life walking around uh, and not finding it. Right? Uh, Stephen Covey says in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he is a famous a famous uh, muscle. He says that if a person is looking for uh, to find, let's say, uh, you know, again, we don't. This is not an issue anymore because you pull up Google Maps or whatever. But back in the day, before my time, when you needed to get somewhere, you would look at a map. And so, if you would, you know, follow, you need to get the main street, and so you'd follow the map, make it right here, make it left here, make it right here, make it right left there. He follows the map, and sure enough, he's not at main street. So he goes back and he looks again. He's like, all right, I'm going to try harder. He says, okay, follows the map, make a right here, make a left here, right? stay straight here, make a left here, looks up, it's not Main Street. So he says, all right, maybe I'm just, I got to block out all the distractions. He tries again, and then all of a sudden he realizes that the top of the map doesn't say New York, it says Chicago. So if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what the goal is, if you don't know how to define, if you don't know what, what the point of all this stuff is, so he says... You could spend your entire life walking around and you never realize that you're going the wrong direction. Direction. So that's what he's going to say about each midah. That each midah that he talks about, Zerizos and Zahiros and all that stuff we're going to start with, um, every, every midah requires tweaking and fixing. Um, and obviously, if we don't do it, it may not nearly mealy, right? Uh, so who's going to do it? Who's going to do it for us? And it's, it's, it's on us to do that. Okay. Um, Right, who's gonna okay, right? He says, Who's right? Amen, nearly, nearly good, excellent, right? You know, okay, fine, good, sorry. Um, let me just uh, see over here. One second, sorry, just uh, okay, right, okay, is it fine. Right. Um, and he says also that you know, a person has to set aside specific times for this type of stuff. Um, you know, we don't have an excuse, right? We have other things that we discuss all day. So certainly, Elif uh, Alpha if we're talking about all these other random things, we should at least spend a few minutes uh, to kind of uh, kind of uh, teach us uh, and kind of figure out what we need to do for to improve our own selves. Quotes a positive from Shlomo. If you're on, uh, if you're following in the text, if you have the 
the green one, right? The art scroll one. So I'm on page Dalid. Right? He quotes a pasuk from Mishlei. He says, kikesef, If you look for it like gold, right? If you search for it for things that are like hidden treasure, so as tavin yiras Hashem. So then you'll understand what it means to be a yiras Hashem, right? It doesn't mean. Right, he says it's not that you then you will understand philosophy or then you understand legality or being a doctor or laws or halachos. It says yours Hashem, meaning we think yours Hashem is like just come it comes from inspiration. It's not true. It's something you have to study, just like all these other things. And that's again that's what he's been hammering down and harping on this this entire time. Um, okay, uh, fine, <coughs> good. And now he says at the end of the introduction. That he basically, uh, um, wait, just before we get to that, just sorry, he, he says in the Pazuk, uh, right, I'm on again page five if you're following on uh, in the green book in the, in the, in the introduction. So, who asks for us from us five things. Moshe says in Parshas Ekev, he says, I said, All right, guys, I'm going to define a vote Hashem in this world. What does God want from you? Fascinating. Moses says, again, he says it, it's almost like when you read it through the, through the, uh, read through the lines, it's almost like Moshe being flippant. He's like, eh, it's not so bad. What does really God really want? But if you study it, it it's fascinating what he says. He says, what does he want from you? To fear him. To walk in his ways. To love him. To serve him. And to uh, and to and to watch over and to watch over the keep the mitzvos. Right? So he says he, he lists out these are the five things that Hashem wants: yira, fear, halicha bedracha, walking in His ways, ahava, loving, shleimus halev, ishmir is called mitzvos. And he defines that yira is uh, that you should, we should be obviously have probably a better way of defining is not fear but it's it's awe. Right? Halicha bedrachav is uh, fixing our midos. Walking in his ways is fixing our midos. Ava, again on page Vav, uh, is loving. Uh, obviously, that means love, but that, uh, I mean, just like your heart, he says an unbelievable lush, and he says, What do you love? We know you love your parents. So, just like you should love your parents, and you, you would, does that mean you want to do what they want? You want to make them proud of you? So, so to Akash Baruchu. That's what you should have the same relationship with Akash Baruchu. Um, Shleimus Halev is that you should stay focused, right? That you should have the, the proper intent. Um, that uh, you know, not just doing things out of by rote, but doing things uh, you know with proper intentions and proper kavana. And then Shmir's comments so is keeping the Torah, is keeping uh, is keeping the halachos. Okay, so finally, and just at the end of the the introduction, he says, "Where he got the safer from?" He said he got it from a Gemara of Ozara. The Rabbi Pinchas ben Yoyer says that uh, this is the, that this is the steps that a person has to take. Uh, the Torah Mevi'ali Dei Zihirus, again, if you're following on page Davav, Torah brings you to Zihirus, again, we're going to define all these, but Zihirus being careful, or translated in the art scroll as a vigilance, uh, Zihirus Mevi'ali Dei Zirizus, that brings you to Zirizus, which is being uh, uh, on top of things and being proactive, which they translate here as alacrity, I don't know what, I've never seen that word outside of the art scroll translations, so I don't know what it means, but it means being, you know, being proactive. Zirizus brings you to be Nikios, uh, cleanliness, negius, maybe the de brings you to being uh, abstaining from things. 
Prishas mevili de tara, that brings, uh, gets us to tara, to purity. Tara mevili de chasidus, that brings us to being a chasid. Chasidus mevili de anava, that brings you to being humble. Anava mevili de chait, that brings us to fearing, fearing chait. Yeras chait mevili de kedusha, that brings us to kedusha, kedusha to your chakodesh and to tchis amesim. Those are the different sections of the sefer. So basically, if you've just, again, you can flip to the end, right, you have yira, right, and you have kedusha, and he ends it there. He doesn't teach you how to, you know, the real chakodesh, but uh, he goes basically from from Torah to Kedusha, uh, and that's basically the, the path. If you're looking for the journey, that's the journey we're going to take, uh, starting from Torah uh, to, uh, to Kedusha. Again, he just reminds us to be proactive, uh, basically at the end uh, of, uh, of the introduction. Right, and he said, and he's just a fascinating line. Just I'll mention one more line at the end, and we're going to call it here. Maybe we'll start the first paragraph, just uh, the first chapter, just because it's fun. But um, you know, we got to get a kolas kolas kashos. They say that so every beginning is tough, but it's good to start. You know, can, the first uh, line to get a taste of what's coming up next week. But just to, before we get to that, he just says at the end of the uh, introduction. He says, "Fascinating." I wrote this book to teach myself. And also to remind others, right? etc., etc. So he writes that he wrote, he wrote it for himself. Right? If you remember, at the end of the year, uh, a lot of the advice that the teachers were giving you guys was to write yourself a letter and to write yourself some sort of like, you know, what do you want right now? Uh, and your own letter can be the biggest muster safer that there is. Because you pull that out six months later and you pull it out a year later, it's not me telling you what to do. It's you telling you what to do. So if you haven't done that, I would I would very much recommend you know if you want to it's no homework but like if you want to kind of build upon this last uh, this uh, this idea of of taking you know first of all call a kavod that you decided to learn a couple of slots a day but also kind of kind of build on that definitely write yourself a letter and remind yourself right you write your own muster saver I think that's that's immensely powerful okay um, that's and she ends with the tefila that the kosh baruch should help us uh, amen kenny rotson okay let's start parak aleph and then we'll uh, obviously do all of parak aleph in the beginning now to, as we pointed out at the end of the agdama so we're starting from torah and then going uh, to Zihirus all the way through Kedusha. So if you flip quickly to, to Perig Bays, which is on page, for page 14, so you see that the second chapter is already Zihirus. So, meaning the first chapter is Torah. Right? And Torah is, right, well, how does he define Torah? What is the, fascinating, the definition for, of your Torah? What is the compass that we're going to use right, on our journey, if you will? Um, well, so that's, Right, that's Beur Klal Chovas Adam Bolama. What is man's obligation in this world? If you had to define Torah, it is a roadmap, it is a way to live your life in this world. Right, it's not a bunch of laws. Again, we, this is you know, you've heard this before, but it's not a bunch of laws, it's a roadmap to way to live the best life in this world, and that's what he says. Beur Klal Chovas Adam Bolama, explaining what the obligation of a person is in this world. Let's just do the first paragraph and then we'll we'll do the rest of it the next week. Right? The source for Chasidus Avodatmima for pure Avodas Hashem. She's Barvis Amit Itzal Adam That a person has to clarify and put an effort into, right, to verify, right, what a person's job is in this world. Very crucial. His obligation in his world. All of us live in our own world. And all of us have our own obligations. Again, this is stuff you've heard throughout the seminary year, but it's so true. Each one of us has our own journey and has our own path. Each one of us have our own kokos. 
We have our own strengths. We have our own weaknesses. We have our own way that we can be Mekadosh Shemaim. That is, each one of us has their own journey. Right? We're all going to read the Sefer. Uh, we're all going to read the Sefer and come away with right, different messages and different. And that's great. And that's the point. And that's exactly what he says in the first line. We all have our own. Uh, way to be a person should figure out what their goal is, what they're trying to accomplish, and putting in their efforts, right, in all of his amel, and all of his efforts throughout his entire life, right, again, the, the mashal of the map. If you put in all the efforts into finding Main Street, but you have the wrong map, so you're not going to end up there. So that's what he says. First things first is to figure out what's the goal. What's the map? What's where are we trying to get, right, in this life and in this world? Uh, and only then, right, again, once you define terms, then you can go about acquiring and keeping. But if you haven't defined anything, if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what, what the efforts should be, right, so then you can spend your whole life kind of toiling and not really getting anywhere uh, meaningful. Okay, we're going to leave that for next time. Um, but uh, a big yeshukach to everybody, and Mr. Uh, Shem, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody on, well, everybody who can make it, obviously, uh, everybody who can make it on Thursday. Um, I guess I will just mention at the 